Welcome to the Georgia Songbirds, everybody. Let's see. This week is uh, Miss Lydia Watson. She's a 16-year-old girl uh, from North Georgia. Does country and gospel. Uh, had a great time when she came up. We got talking about uh, music, of course, and life, and Crocs. And uh, if you guys... <laughs> If you guys heard past episode or you know me, you know I'm not a big fan of Crocs, so we had a fun conversation. But uh, she came up with her mom and her dad, and we talked about all kinds of stuff. So you guys tune into that. Follow her at Lydia Watson Music. And uh, if you hadn't seen, I think what I'm going to start doing for you guys, because it's still kind of crazy out here now. And uh, she was the last one I had recorded. Uh, before everything shut down so uh, i'm still working on trying to get guests uh, i may have to do it a different way uh, if if i can't get anybody in new right now uh, what i'll do is i'll go back to the earlier episodes and i'll fix them because when i first started the sound wasn't really good on some of them so i may adjust i may adjust that um i also may start streaming uh, getting these guests, future guests, and past, really to to stream, do like their own little self interview, and let them stream on the on the podcast page. So that that may be what I do. But uh, check out Lydia Watson. Like I said, follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Lydia Watson Music. Uh, she's really talented. Sounds a lot like Ashley McBride. It's one of her big influences, and uh, Loretta Lynn. So she's got that old country soul kind of sound i kind of like genie c riley brenda lee uh it's really it's really cool so check her out and uh till next time guys i'll i'll keep on chugging and doing what i can for you so if you have any quests or any questions or anything like that feel free like i said to shoot me uh an email you can do it at yes man music at gmail uh you can do it from the fame fan page I'm, wherever you want to uh even anchor i think i put the link up there in the link tree for anchor you can you can uh message me on there um support the show do uh like they have merchandise they have a cash app you can follow all this stuff so like subscribe share to everybody you know uh till next time here's miss lydia watson thank you guys Welcome to the Georgia Songbirds podcast, brought to you by Anchor FM, Yes Ma'am Music, and we are here with Miss Lydia Watson. Hi. Introduce yourself, Lydia. I'm Lydia Watson, singer-songwriter. There's more to you than that, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm 16 and uh, live up and coming, so. We were talking about, um, you know, some people like Jaina and you know Bree. Oh, yeah. Uh, how long have you been writing? Um, I've been writing just for about two years. Okay. But I've been singing since I was eight. Since you were eight? Yeah. Now, did you have you been like trained or anything like that, or you just? No, I just grew up singing in church and so just that's, kept going from there. <laughs> I have when I talk to people, that is one of the things that always comes up is is a church, and I didn't learn from church. I learned from my grandfather on a boat with a beer and him sliding guitar. That's how I learned. <laughs> but a lot of people learn from church. I'm sure it helps, like with uh putting stuff together yeah i had a grandmother too that was like she played piano and organ and stuff and she always had us singing whether it was at the house or at church we'd get up and sing a song so i get a lot of my inspiration from her too 
Now you, you we talk about you play covers and you do originals too. Yes. Uh, are you playing out currently anywhere, or you just kind of started on your? Um, your I mean, I've been playing around at some churches, different revivals during the okay. summer. Um, I always go and play at nursing homes and assisted livings for them, and they seem to enjoy it. And then a while back, I played at the Moonshine Festival. Okay. And at then, 16 years old, I'm sure your mom and them had more fun than you did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, here soon, I'm going to play at uh, Music Authority. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we had them on. I've had the the band Beyond and uh, Eclipse. Have you tried out for, for them, or you took lessons from them or anything? No, I have not. No. Okay. So now tell more people about that, because they have the um, the showcases and stuff, I know. Is it open to just teenagers and kids or do you know if it's open to everybody it's open for everybody you have to call ahead of time mm -hmm. and they will kind of listen to your music and put you with a showcase if they think your music fits in okay so like the showcase that she's doing will be with a, some other country artists as well okay so, um but that's what they're doing now, for everybody who doesn't know, no, Lydia's voice did not change. <laughs> she, she brought, uh, tell everybody you brought with us. Uh, that's Mama. <laughs> the momager of momager. the family. Yes. She's not the first one who's been up here. <laughs> but when you're young, I bet she, they have to come with you, and that's fine. And you should be very, I bet you're really proud of, of her. I'm very proud of her. She's yes. worked really hard. She has a talent that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get started then, Lydia? What made you want to start singing um, and playing? Well, last summer we had, during our summer revival, I wrote a song and I mainly focused on like country songs and it was like kind of my first shot at writing like a gospel song and I went and showed it to my mom and I was just like, hey, like I wrote this song, like what do you think about it? And I played it for her and she was like, oh, I like that. You should play that at a revival. And so I played it and then we had like a visiting preacher and he was just like, do you want to come play it at my church? And it just kind of started jumping. And so I was like, I mean, that might be something I want to do and just go around because I was just like, people seem to enjoy it. How old were you when that started? That was just last year. So I okay. was still 16, nice. 15, something around there. Um, did you start by like writing poems and stuff too? Or you just straight jumped into grabbing a guitar and playing? Well, when I fir my first song I wrote was about my grandma okay. and she had passed away. And I kind of just started writing about what happened there. And then from there, I just would write, like, if something just kind of popped into my head, I'd be like, let's write that down and see if we can make that into something. So, have like, even the other day at school, I'm in a guitar class, and um, I asked my teacher, I was like, can I go in the hallway? And he was like, yeah, sure, and kind of gave me a confused <laughs> look. And I, like, wrote, like, a chorus to a song or something. He was just like, what are you doing? And I was just like, oh, if the inspiration hits, I just try and, like, go go do my thing. So, <laughs> Well, that's cool that they let you do that. Because oh, when yeah. I was a kid, they would not let you do that. Of course, they didn't have, like, guitar classes either. I mean, they had band and stuff, but they didn't have, like, you bring your guitar. Well, like, it's neat. I mean, like, it's like, they call it a beginner guitar class. So a lot of the kids in there, like, don't, like, have never really picked up a guitar. Mm -hmm. And so my teacher, he jokes with me, and he's like, you can be my, like, assistant teacher because I've been playing for about five years now, so. And did you take lessons when you started guitar, or did family members teach you? Uh, I took lessons when I started taking guitar, but I've always had family that, like, play guitar. Like, I have a cousin who, she's in her own, like, bluegrass band and oh, wow. stuff. And so she'd, like, give me her guitar, and she'd be like, oh, like, try and play, like, uh, this chord. And I'd be like, eh. but I took lessons from who she took lessons from. And, okay. And what's her name? Uh, Jesse. Je well, that's that's an easy name for me. Remember, that's my name. Yeah. Uh, is she, what band is she, was she in? Uh, it's just her. It's like a little family group. It's okay. just the Burnetts, and um, she has her own little group called uh, Climbing Higher, and stuff. And uh, but we both took from Jimmy Loudermilk, and he 
he works wonders on the guitar. <laughs> Where is he out of coming to? Uh, yeah, he's okay. he's out of coming. But I mean, you just play a song for him, and he can just pick it up like that. So he he's amazing. Um, anybody like that that helps you, feel free to shout them out. Send them my way too. I like to have uh, anybody on family members, other musicians, artists. Our songwriter stuff like that too mm-hmm. send them my way because i like stuff like that you know oh, yeah. it, it's cool that family will help you out my fam besides my grandfather my papa he was the only one that ever taught music anybody else in my family was not musically literate at all they were my dad was tone deaf and my mom just she she would play like church sometimes a little bit but i like i, said, I never grew up in the church so i could never sing with the hymns so i started with poems so mm-hmm. it's it's funny to see how everybody get started everybody's all different oh yeah like i've i picked up from like my grandpa i got my guitar from him when he passed away they okay. passed that down to me and so that's where i finally was just like okay maybe i should start learning guitar but i started off wanting to learn piano and i started off taking from like my grandma when she was still alive and then she passed away and i kept trying to get into it and then piano just wasn't working out and i was like not my instrument and then the guitar came around and I was just like, okay, like I like this and I've stuck with that and I'm going to try and go into piano because okay. that's something. Can you play anything else besides guitar and um, a little bit of piano? I can play Amazing Grace on the piano oh. and that that's it. <laughs> I can only do three chords at a time and as long as it's in the key of C, I'm good. If you start throwing in a different key, it's like, okay, now I got to go to the sharp and it, it doesn't no, work. No, that's exactly how I am. So I, will, I like one song on, on it, but it had to be slow and it had to be really finger style and... It sounds good to me, but I'm sure everybody's like playing piano. It's like, stop. Just stop playing. Stop playing. Who are some of your influences in growing up? When- um, So I, we've always, I've grown up listening to just like older country. Uh, okay, now you're joke. 16. What do you consider older country? I mean like Conway, Loretta. Okay, you're for, yeah. Okay. I will accept that. If, <laughs> if you said like Alan Jackson and no. Jason Aldean, I'm I, no, <laughs> um, like I love Loretta Lynn. Like she was probably one of my biggest, like famous influences. Like I've even went and seen her in concert. Wow. And I think it's amazing that someone like, you know, you've made it when she could, like she couldn't physically move around the stage any, but like when someone can just sit there and sing and just yeah. everyone, you just get chills. That's when I think, you know, you've like made it in music. Yes. But it was, it was incredible. Her her uh, mansion is haunted. Did y'all have y'all heard that? Oh yeah. Have, I don't know if she does tours or not, but you got. Yeah, she does. Yeah, we oh, went to. Yeah, we went when we were up in Nashville a while back. We went to her house and stuff, and it was it was crazy. And like the creepiest part of her whole thing, whether like haunted or not, she has like a porcelain doll museum that is so like it. Oh, I was like, oh, I hated that. It was awful. But that was like probably the weirdest part of like her thing. And Dolls I was, are like, creepy. Oh, yeah, but she had, like, <laughs> dolls, and then, like, she was just, like, almost like a cat lady, but I was just, like, I was, like, if that's what it takes, I was, like, bring on the cats, the porcelain <laughs> dolls. I was just, like, but, no, I told my mom, I was, like, I will never, I was, like, good for her. I was, like, porcelain dolls, not my thing. I was, like, that weirds me out. Scary. No. <laughs> no, thank you. My wife has this big doll about this high. My phone's charger, and I'd show it to you. Um, she calls it Susie. It's not a porcelain doll, but it is a freaky looking doll. And she, she's like, oh, no, nobody's scared of it. I was like, everybody hates it. It's got a lazy eye. And it's got, it, it, she's, she's from Germany. She's got it when she's in Germany. She's a little kid. And it's got a battery pack into it that makes it talk. But it's because it's so old. And people have heard this story, but I don't care. It's too creepy not to tell it. You put it in, and it goes like this. And it's got the little droopy eye. And I was like, no, that doll is possessed. 
So what I used to do is I've got a 22-year-old and I've got the 10-year-old twins, is I would stick the doll at the door. So when he woke up, the first thing he saw was the door. <laughs> He'd open up and, the, and he could just show him and scream, Daddy! <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't do porch. I want to visit that. So where is it? Is Nashville? Is her house in uh, Nashville? It's like a little outside of Nashville. I don't think it's like right in the middle of Nashville. But it's two, two hours out from Nashville. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a nice little drive, but I mean, it, it's really neat. They have like a whole like... They have like a model version of like her house from back when she lived in like Kentucky and stuff. Okay. And it, it was neat too because they take you through that and it's just like a whole like remodel of it. It's it's neat. But have you played any of her songs? Do you have a favorite song? Oh of hers? yeah. Um, we had a thing going on at our church here, um, and I was supposed to do uh, "You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man." And okay. So I love I love playing anything Loretta. Playing Loretta. They like Patsy Cline too. I'm sure, right? Uh, not as not as much Pat. Okay. Not as much Patsy, but love. Forever, Loretta Lynn. And Dolly Parton? Yeah, I, I, we okay. like Dolly, too. Yes. So. I listened to um, Loretta Lynn. I watched that old, there's a, there's a movie, and I can't, it's probably from the 80s, the story of her and, and Patsy Cline when they met. Does, uh, you remember the name? The of, did it? I can't yeah. remember the name of What's the name of that movie? Do you remember? I don't know. Was it Sweet Dreams or something? Maybe. So. Something like that? Yeah. Okay. It's a good movie. So when you write, tell everybody, do you write, how did your writing style um, go. I mean, it's different for everybody. Yeah, most of the time when I, like, I, again, I'll sit down to, like, write a song and, like, it just, whether I, I go in either with an idea or I'm just kind of, like, pitter-pattering around in my room and I'm like, okay, like, this sounds good. And then someone's like, no, that's that's not working out. But, um, no, most of the time I write country music and whether it identifies as country or gospel, sometimes it gives a little bit in between. Like, the first song I wrote about my grandma, it was just kind of, like, like I played it at church, but I don't know if I'd identify it as like a gospel song, okay. but it felt, it just felt right to sing it at church. But, um, no, I write just when it comes to me, like one time I joked with my friend, I texted her and it was like 1am and she had, she had texted me a while ago and said like, Oh, are you still up? And I was like, Hey, I woke up, but I can't talk. And she was like, why? And I was just like, Oh, I'm kind of trying to write something, but I was like, I can talk to you in about like 30 minutes, but most of my songs, like, I don't take, like, it just kind of comes to me. And if uh, it's not just flowing then it just, and it doesn't feel right, I just kind of, like, put it aside and I'm like, I can work on that later. But most of the time, if a thing just keeps flowing, I'm like, all right, let's go with this and run with it and see where it goes. So. Now, do you record it down or do you have a, do you write it down? I will just full on write it down. Because, okay. like, and, like, one thing I'll do is if I'm just kind of, like, humming around and singing around and I don't have a guitar or a piece of paper, I'll use a little like audio thing on my phone and just yes. kind of sing it. Cause I'm like, even if I don't use this, I'm like, I liked this idea at one point. So I was like, maybe it'll come back around. And if not, we'll just delete it, get some more room on my phone. Yeah. And you'll, you'll find that it does. And even songs that you wrote now, you go years later and you're like, let's change that a little bit. I like this better. Cause you're oh, growing yeah. as a songwriter with just the, just the experiences that you'll have. Oh yeah. And even like music wise, like I'll look back at some of my songs and I'll be like, I don't really like how I like, cause like one song, like I started off writing, uh, my gospel song I did last year and I just kind of had like, you know, like the basic, like three chords you play. And I went and showed it to my guitar teacher and a few like weeks later. And I even looked back in that short time and was like, is there something like we can add to this? Cause I'm like, I want to like spice this up a little bit. And so we threw in a few extra chords and it just adds a whole new dimension to the song. So. Yeah. But he, my my guitar teacher helps me a lot in my writing, uh, music wise, because you know most of the time I start off with like just a basic strum pattern chords and stuff, and then I'll bring it to him, and he's like, let's throw in this intro and 
like put in these chords and it might make it like give it a little twist of something that we don't have right now mm. and so it's nice to see how like a song my songs can like develop just slowly but like you see the outcome and it, oh, it's yeah. crazy it, it is because you'll start writing something and then it sounds different and then you'll see as you guys get into the studio it'll take on a life of its own because mm-hmm. like for me my producer always tells me i have musical Tourette because I will throw some of the weirdest instruments out because I want to hear what it sounds like in the song. I love I love saxophones and trumpets. I'll throw a French horn in a song. I don't care. If it sounds right or if I think it sounds right, we'll try it. If it doesn't work, I'll take it out. Oh, yeah. So I like doing stuff like that. So when, you, when you're writing your songs, you'll see it'll, it'll completely take off. So how many songs have you written so far? I want to say a little over like 10, maybe okay. like 15. But um, like, and those are the ones like, not many of them I've shared because I have, I probably have like over like 50 just sitting in a book that I haven't looked at. And I'm like, nope, we're not doing those. <laughs> but like a good, there's been at least a good 10 that I've like felt confident enough to share with like people. I played about two or three originals when I did the Moonshine Festival, which was a big step for me. Cause I think I had played originals at church and shown my family and friends and stuff. But to like put your music out there is like a whole other step because you're like, okay. I'm just putting my heart and emotions out for everyone to see and let's see if they like it or not. So, Welcome to songwriting. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> it can be. And you'll get older and when you get to a certain point in your life, you're like, I don't care. You like it or you don't like it, you know, yeah. because you you have, like you said, a certain style and it's going to, some people are going to like it and they're not. I mean, it doesn't mean it's good or it's bad. It just means that it's not fitting with what they're looking for. Now, as you grow, are you wanting to be, like, say, in 10 years, are you wanting to be an artist? Are you wanting to be a songwriter? Um, I just kind of want to, like, I almost want this as, like, a thing that, like, just can make others happy. Like, one of my biggest things that I've gained out of just trying to make my thing bigger is, like, one thing that helped me work so much on my confidence was just playing at, like, the little assisted livings. And I'm like, can those people really get my name out much? No, but, like, it's such an amazing feeling just to see, like, that light up their day. And they'll tell you, they're like, oh, I've looked forward to this, like, mm. all week. or And they're like, that was so good. And, like, even... Even like the people, they might forget it, but if they tell you about eight times, like, I love that you did great. It just like, it makes my heart happy and I love to hear it because I don't think what I do, I don't want to do it for money. I don't want to do it for any of that. I just do that for the feeling I get from music and the people around it. That's a good attitude to have because if you're doing it for yourself, the other stuff will come if it's meant to. If it's not, then you're still doing it for yourself. And those people at the retirement homes, I'm sure they look forward to it because I've been in a couple of those because like, we I, like pest control companies. What I do, so I've seen them. They don't have a lot going on, so they like music. They'll anybody in there welcome. Uh, Donnie plays. My kids that the choir, the chorus team, they went and they played, so they like that stuff. Now you do. Uh, how many covers can you do? I do a ton of covers because see, I hate covers, and I, I well, I should say I hate them, but because I could when I first started writing, I could never do a cover. I could only play my stuff. So I could never figure out the timing. I was horrible at timing when I first started. I'm still without a band. With a band, I can hear it different. I can hear it better. But you so you do a ton of covers. Yeah, I do. Cause like even like one one lady, I always laugh. Like she'll always be like she'll give me like a little shout out. Like one time I was playing and she was like, "Can you bring back some Alan Jackson next time?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I can." So like I'll go back to my guitar teacher and be like, "Hey, I got a request for Alan Jackson." Which after playing five years and only writing like maybe two of those years. That gave me a good little span to just work yeah. on covers and um which I think it's cool doing covers because you can almost put it on your own twist and give your own meaning to it. 
So do you have a cover that you do that maybe people wouldn't think that you would do? Um, one I do normally, like, uh, it was, it was great. Uh, uh, the moonshine festival, I opened with fat bottom girls by queen, which <laughs> no one, like everyone was like, kind of like, like that came out of Lydia. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. <laughs> did you do it like Philip Phillips did from American Idol or do you have a different, role? I just kind of put my own different little spin on it. Okay. And even like one of my teachers, cause he, he was one of my favorite teachers like this year and he always like motivated me. He'd always be like, you should go out for like American Idol or something. But I had told him about it and I was like, I'm opening with fat bottom girls. And he was just like, I don't think I've ever heard a girl do that song. But he was just like, if you want to be the first, go right ahead. And I was like, <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. So, um, no, that was probably like one of the songs that like no one saw coming. And I was like, well, let's open up with this one. So do you have a favorite one that you do? Um, probably my favorite. I really like doing, um, it's an Ashley McBride song is girl okay. going nowhere. Oh, okay. I, I love that. Song. Ashley McBride. Cause like, I like, that's like, that's kind of where I hope I can see myself mm -hmm. eventually. Cause I mean, that's ultimately kind of the goal just to get my name out there. But um, I love how I love the message behind it, how like she it doesn't matter what people are saying. Just keep pushing and you'll get yeah. there because she she should be on the radio more than what she is. She oh, is yeah. amazing. She is probably the, the most talented top five of anybody I've ever heard, oh, yeah. male or female. I mean, there's Chris Stapleton up there, which I love. And Ashley McBride is like right behind him, if not above them i mean she's just great there's only maybe a few songs i heard lately i heard that i didn't like but anything she's ever done well like her really song good. bible in a 44 yeah it, it's like like her her voice just can like quiet a room and i love i love her voice oh. there was a lady in the 80s i don't know if you've heard of her. your mom may know who she is katie oslin mm -hmm. I, do you know who katie oslin is lydia I don't you gotta teach her who katie oslin is <laughs> Katie Austin came out about the same time Ariba did. And I've said this on the podcast too, so if you heard it, you can tune it out. I don't care. You can or you can listen. Um, but they came out of there around the same time. But Reba's Reba and nobody's gonna touch Reba. But Katie Oslin is probably one of the better songwriters out there. I love Katie. I loved her voice, I love her style. Ashley McBride reminds me of a Katie Oslin in a way, but more of a rocker side of it, more of just Gretchen Wilson thrown mm -hmm. into it. But if you got need to listen to Katie Oslin too, you'll like some of her stuff. And if you want to do covers and learn some, you should bring some of the 80s stuff back as well, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So do you take requests when somebody comes to there? Have you got where you can take requests yet? Um, Yes and no. Like the other day I had brought, because I have to carry my guitar around all day at school because at the guitar class, I always just bring mine instead of using the cheaper guitars. Uh -huh. And I had brought it into my like human anatomy class and we had like a sub that day and no one does anything when we have a sub. So they were like, Lydia, like, will you get your guitar out? And they're just shouting out like, like they're shouting out everything from like Hank will like everything. And I was like, I don't know all of these, but I was like, I didn't try, but I've gotten to where if I can like pull up the chords and stuff, I can try and figure out the strum pattern. Yeah. And I maybe can give them like a verse and I'm like, I don't, I was like, that's the best we're going to get right now. I was like, give me like a week or two and we'll bring it back and we'll try again. <laughs> but, um, no, but I usually, I, I always carry around a list because like, I, I like having just my list in case someone's like, oh, will you play us something? I'm going to be like, oh, which one here do I feel like playing that I love singing? 
And so I'll always be like, well, here's a little list if you want to look at that. So it it was a whole joke that I threw a whole concert in human anatomy because even someone across the hallway that's on our soccer team, she was just like, oh, Lydia, I heard you singing like Dixon and Delight across the hallway. (laughs) She was like, will you sing for me? And I was just like, yeah, I can't sometime. I was like, just get us off the soccer field and we'll do. Your mom's looking at you like, wait a minute, you were in school and they let you play guitar (laughs) in in biology class or anatomy? Come on. Lot to sing. <laughs> well, it was crazy because, like, I had like a starstruck moment. I was walking to like my next class and I had to go outside. Well, some random guy just rolls down his window and was like, Hey, are you the girl singing on everyone's Snapchat? And I was like, I, I, I guess so. I was just like, And he was like, It sounds good. And I was like, Thanks. And I just kept walking. I was just like, I was like, is that kind of like how celebrities feel? They just randomly get stopped and they're like, hey, are you that person? I was right. like, that was, it was weird. Okay, oh. for us old people, you're going to have to explain Snapchat. I kind of know what it is, but I don't really know what it is. I I don't get on it as much as some of the people I'm friends with. But I mean, it's like, I love the fact that like, there's like, like you have your stories, which is basically, you can just post like videos, pictures, whatever you want to post. And the people that follow you, they can see it and stuff. But I reckon someone had just videotaped it and put it on their story and like whoever they're friends with saw it. But I think it's crazy how big like just like those little platforms can like reach out because like here was some kid sitting in his car. I have no idea who he is. And he was just like, oh, hey, was that you? And I was like, I I guess so. But <laughs> it's and then you have like you can just take a picture, send it to your friend, whether you're going to use a filter and be all goofy or not. But it's I don't even keep up with it as much as some people do. You know, my version of a filter is black and white. <laughs> but black and white, oh, it's a filter. That, that's as far as I can go with it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like, they have, like, that one weird one now where you can, like, like it just, like, it morphs your face. And I'm like, ugh. And it, it just, like, some of them give me, like, the heebie-jeebies. I'm like, I don't like this. I'm my like, little girl <laughs> will send me videos like that on Messenger or, like, the big eyes and the little yeah. lips and the balloon sound. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> No, it's, it's so weird, but it like, but Snapchat, like that, I was always like the way I grew up, my mom and dad, they were always like, no, like you can wait, you don't need that. And and so like, I didn't even get like an actual like phone till high school. Good for you. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't. Where's my daughter? She needs to be hearing this. (laughs) But I'm like, I'm glad I didn't because I mean, some of the kids, like I've, I've always been taught just kind of like work for what you have. And I feel like some people nowadays are just kind of handed things. And I don't think that you're as grateful for things Amen. as when you work for them. So, Amen. You guys have raised a really good daughter. Thank you. That's, yeah, because my, my daughter's and my, my daughter's 10. And she's, I want a phone. I'm like, no. I said, what do you need a phone for? I said, anybody you want to call, you just walk in the room and talk to me. You know, well, I talk to my friends. You see them at school. Well, I want to do TikTok. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, can I have a YouTube channel? No. Well, that's like the TikTok stuff is like blown up, but like I think it's neat. Like you have some art, like some artists are like actually making like a big step. And I know like Luke Combs almost made his like kind of like that's how he started off, just making like little cover videos on like Facebook. Yeah. And I think it's crazy that like now that we have, like I think those platforms can be used for the good. And I mean, some people take advantage of them, but like, like I mean, it's crazy what you can do now. Yeah. So. And if it's really good, then that's you got blocked, and that's when you know that you you made it as a as a cover <laughs> artist because they block your videos. Like, nope, MGMs, you can't use it. Yeah, but it's it's neat. Um, but like the take the TikTok is blown up, and I I can't I, do that. <laughs> I just thought TikTok when they take first they say TikTok, I'm like it's a clock. What are you talking about? Go, no, it's a it's a. I guess you make like short videos of dancing or singing karaoke or maybe not even karaoke, maybe lip syncing. I don't know. 
we had like a teacher one student the other day was like come make a tiktok with me and she was just like i'm too old for that and i was like i'm not i was like i'm literally this girl's age i'm not doing that i was like i can't keep up with it my uh my bandmate jordan he uh his he got some workmates that they're the broski brothers or something on tiktok and they make videos all the time of them dancing around or something in in their work and so it's funny to watch i'm like shouldn't they be working (laughs) (laughs) yeah you want to do a song for us uh yeah that'll be great all right i'm gonna unplug my mic and we're gonna get you in you can play that into Mm -hmm. your guitar Oh, you got your own? Mm-hmm. What you got this for? Uh, that won't work. But you can plug that into it. It should be the same mm-hmm. size. Does that fit the same size? Mm-hmm. Where's your guitar? Don't waste your life behind that guitar. You might get gone, but you won't get far. Bad for a girl. 
I was sitting there thinking like, that's a really good, you sound like Ashley McBride. And then he hit me, oh, you're playing Ashley McBride. <laughs> no, I, I love doing that song. Um, I know I talked about it earlier, but like even like that one little like bridge part there at the end, uh-huh. I always try to put my little twist on it because I know she's, she's like, I need to thank my daddy. I always just, I changed it to I need to thank my papa. Okay. Uh, he like when he passed away, I I didn't even know I was supposed to be getting a guitar, but I think they found like an extra one and they were like, "Hey, we have like a guitar laying here." And they were like, "Would you want it?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So anytime I always play that song, I always make sure I change it to that just because that holds a special meaning for me. So yeah, my papa gave me his guitarist who taught me how to play guitar, mm-hmm. and then when he passed, I got his. And then he had an electric guitar, but I couldn't play at the time, so I wish I'd kept it. And he had a banjo, and I was I wish I'd kept all that stuff. But I kept the acoustic, yeah. and then we gave the other ones away and sold them. Well, I've tried so. to learn banjo. I had a banjo that I got a while back, and I tried to pick up on it because my guitar teacher he also te- he ta- he does banjo lessons, bass lessons. He even makes his own little thing called a panjo. He makes okay. them out of pans, and it's like three strings. Wow. And um, but like I tried to do banjo lessons, and I was like. Ugh. There is a way to cheat that now because they make banjo tours. They're six-string banjos tuned and strung like a guitar. So you don't have to relearn any chord positions. You could just sit there and play it. So C on a guitar is the same C on the banjo. Instead of having to figure out where to put the... Because it is different. A banjo is a whole lot different. I like banjo sounds. I got a, a dobro that I play. But oh, yeah. I keep it I keep it like a regular guitar. Just play it like the guitar. Oh, yeah. That's what I know. I think that's what my cousin does. She, I remember like a few years ago, like before I even got into like music at all, really, she was just like, I'm asking for a dobro for Christmas. And I was like, what's a dobro? I was like, <laughs> like I was like, I don't know what that is. You is know what one is now, right? Oh yeah. Okay. No, I know what it is, one now is now, but it was, I was like, dobro. I was like, I've never heard of that. And she was just like, no, she was like, it's a lot like a guitar. She was just like, you just play it a little different. And I was just like, okay. I was like. You can't string them the same. It's no. a it's a pain to oh, string yeah. it. I take mine. I don't even. I, I had to have it strung once because when you take it apart, they've got and the resonator I have, they've got a little pad underneath it that that I guess kind of absorbs some of the the vibrations. Mm-hmm. So when that thing pops out, it's it's a pain in the butt to try to fix. So I was like, you know what? Here you go. You restring <laughs> it for me. I can do the guitars and twelve string. I'll take to let them because it's, it's too many. It, it just gets on my nerves to try to do that many. Well, even like stringing my guitar, like people will give me such a hard time because um, I was talking to my friend the other day and she always strings my guitar for me. Mm-hmm. And I had texted her and I was just like, hey, like I, I need you to restring my guitar. And she's like, it's been a while since you asked me. And I was just like, yeah. And she was like, did you get someone else's restring? And I was like, no. And she was like, last time I strung was about a year ago. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and so like she'll always give me her time. She's like, you need to like restring that more often. And I was just like, well, yeah, now that I'm playing more often, I do. But I was just like. It's I not cheap. Strings yeah. aren't cheap. No, no, not at all. <laughs> That's like I had. A, we have a pastor and he he plays. And so when I like I had just got the guitar and I'm pretty sure when I had first got this guitar, my papa had not changed the strings for over like 30 years like yeah. it was it was bad it was rough and so i had one of my the only reason i had to change the string my strings is because one of them like broke on me and i had like a meltdown because like again i had just got it and i was just like oh my gosh i broke it and they were like no that's normal like it's okay and so i asked my pastor i was just like what strings do you get because he had he had a little gospel band for a while and he used to be in another band but he's always played, and he was just like, well, go get these strings. They're pretty good strings. And I, I got to the store, 
And I was like, oh, those are some pricey strings. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, no, it's like, like I think music and guitar is just like, it's, it's a commitment whether you realize it or not money wise oh, yeah. and just all of the, like money wise, patience wise, cause all guitar is, is just repetition. Yeah. It's just over and over and over again. So. Yeah. I, I, like I said, well, mine, I can restring them, but I'm cheap. So I'd only restring them when he starts sounding really, really bad. And I notice, or if I have like a really important gig that's coming up that I got an audition or something, like, okay, I need new strings right. and I need to probably put a new battery in it. Yeah. So it doesn't die. Have you, have you said you broke a string? Have you broke a string while you're playing a gig? No, but I, but yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood. but no, uh, one time the worst thing I think, the thing that happens to me all the time is just dropping my pick while I'm playing. Either yeah. I drop it onto the floor or into a sound hole. But one time when we were at like the assisted living, I was playing and it was going great. And I dropped my pick and I kept playing, like, you know, just playing with my thumb. Well, the, like, what I, the last thing I wanted to happen as I was like, okay, I'm just going to play the song through with my thumb. Well, this old lady that, like, I thought, I thought she was going to fall, bless her heart. And, like, she, like, stands up to go get my pick while I'm playing. Aww. And I'm just sitting there trying to keep singing. But I wanted to be like, ma'am, like, you don't have to do that. It's okay. And, like, meanwhile, the whole time I'm looking over to my boyfriend being like, can you get this pick so she can sit back down? But she picked up the pick for me, and I just kept going. But I was like, I told her at the end, I was like, well, thank you for getting my pick. Like, I was like, you didn't have to do that. But, um, no, that that happens to me more than anything. I think it happens a lot of guitars. I, oh, yeah. When I first learned to play guitar, I would only finger pick. I would mm-hmm. not even use a pick because I couldn't hold it. Every time I hit it, it would go in the hole or it would just fall somewhere else. Now I have a habit of, because I like to get the thinner picks because I like the sound of them, I'll break them. Mm-hmm. I always break the tips of it off. It never fails. So I always, it's usually on one song. So I save, I like Charlie Daniels, I'll save it for the last and then I'll play it until it breaks. <laughs> and I'm not worried about it anymore. No, see, I've never, I like, I've always been one of the people I cannot play without like using a pick. I hate playing without using my pick. Cause like, I mean, like even one time we were doing a, me and my guitar teacher, he was trying to do me, it was a uh, Brad Paisley and Dolly Parton, um, when I get where I'm going yeah. and it start like it uses a little more, like you pick with your finger and the pick. And I, I had so much trouble with that. I was like, oh, I was like, I cannot do this. Oh, yeah. But, like, even when we went up to, like, Tennessee, I think it's crazy that like, you just see the people sitting on the street, and they're just, they're going to town on the guitar. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I wish I could do that. Great musicians up in Nashville. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's some here, too. But, I mean, it, it is, like, a whole nother level when you go up there. Oh, yeah. It's a whole play. different world going up there. And even one time, we were we were up in, like, Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg area. And someone was just sitting on my bench, and a mom, my mom and dad were like, maybe you should go try and play with them. And I, like, was listening to him play, and I was just like, no, I'm not. I will. I was like, I will look like such a downgrade from that because I was like, he's doing great. And they were like, well, maybe sing with him. And I was like, no, I'll let him do him. I was like, that is stressful. They like that stuff. I mean, if you're sitting there oh, playing, yeah. somebody comes up with you. Like even when you're writing, co-write. If if you're if you're a better guitarist, then play. If you're not, let him play. You know, it's the same thing. I when I was in, I learned my lesson young too. When I was in Florida one year, I used to play pool. When I was 15 years old, they used to let us go into bars and play. They don't let you do that anymore. But <laughs> when I was that age, I could go shoot pool. So I thought I was hot. I'd go and I'm shooting. I'm doing pretty good. I go into Florida and I'm playing and this guy starts playing with me and he goes, yeah. And then his last shot, he just looks at me. He says, now see if you bet with me and he made it. He's a, he was a Florida state champion. He said, now I'm just taught you a valuable lesson because you're a kid. Don't ever bet when you're playing pool. <laughs> yeah. So, but musicians, my point is musicians are different. You can sit down and play. They're not going to, they're not going to run you off. Oh yeah. I think it's neat. Like even like Jaina, when I, cause when she, the way I kind of met her 
is I went to her church over the summer, mm-hmm. and it was one of the revivals I got asked to play at. Into my Jana Jeans, and, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. And when I went at the very end, like I recognized who she was and I had like, I followed her on like social media and stuff, but I like saw her and I was just like, I think that's Jaina. And so at the very end, I went up to her and I was like, Hey, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, I really like, like, I loved how you played, you sung everything. And it ended up later. I had like messaged her on Instagram. I was just like, Hey, like we know we haven't talked much, but like, I just wanted to see if sometime you wanted to like go get lunch or something and talk about that. Cause I have been trying to get my music out on bigger platforms and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was neat talking to her because she was talking about how us musicians just kind of have to stick together. And yeah. I think it's neat how like that, like our little world that we have, everyone's just so like, okay, how can I help you? Yes. And I think if you're not like that, you won't make it in this industry because you have to get help from other people. Right. But. And you'll find most people, I mean, you're going to run into some that, that don't, but for the majority of them, uh, they will help you any way they can. I mean, Jana, I just, I met Jana the first time a couple of weeks ago and she was the sweetest girl I've talked to. She's so hyper and she's so energetic and it's, she's so funny that we got to talking. I mean, she did host her own. She's a co-host of a podcast, mm-hmm. the uh, Unsigned Chat. It's like a Twitter hour. So she's big into social media. And like I said, for me, I'm 42 years old. My band is called Yes Ma'am for a reason, middle-aged men. That's why <laughs> I named it that. So to learn the social media aspect, which is so important nowadays, and you can do it that way. And for the people that are my age and the older musicians that they have a harder time with that because they're not used to doing it that way especially the ones that have made it now they're having to go out and play gigs again you know instead Mm -hmm. of relying on the the streaming platform but there is ways to do it like i was telling you before and i'll get you all this information afterwards too uh i use donnie hammond and then i use distro kid so once you get once you find a producer that you like and you like the way it sounds, you get it mastered, you get it produced. DistroKid is like $59 a year. And they will actually shoot everything out for you digitally for the Spotify, the iTunes, the Amazon. Um, there's uh, uh, CD Baby does if you want physical CDs. There's other ones for that. But if you want just digital, um, DistroKid is a good one. They got TuneCore. They got different ones. And it's not too expensive. I mean, it, like I said, it is an investment to do it. So, mm-hmm. but if you can, if you're getting, are you getting paid on these gigs that you're getting to go um, to? Certain Some ones I am, yeah. Well, then, yeah, you can always use that money and turn around and put it right back into it. And that's what most songwriters do because mm-hmm. most of them work a full-time job. So, and then they play on the weekends and that's how they make their money for that. And they use all that that are getting and they put it right back into it. So yeah. it's, it's not bad. Yeah. Once my, well, I'm trying to get a job after our soccer season at the school's over and I'm hoping. Put Are you a soccer? Do you play soccer? Yeah. What position do you play? I'm a goalie. Okay, you're a goalie. Yeah. So it's always a joke. Like people tell me, they're just like, you know, you have to have a screw loose to be a goalie. They're like, you're just throwing yourself in front of that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but uh, no, after that season ends, I'm gonna try and get a job and then like go back into like put some of that into my music. Okay. But right now, soccer season has it a little. Right now, everything's going a little slow, which I'm not complaining. It gives me some time to just kind of breathe. And yeah be around my friends and stuff but are you guys out of school too for like two weeks now oh, they close yeah. your school yeah we got a week off um because we have our family like we're kind of like split because my mom teaches at dawson county okay. and then like the but we're districted for Forsyth. so i go to dawson county high school but then the whole all the rest of my family except my little sister they go to like Forsyth county school you must be on the outer end of coming like over there toward gainesville almost no we're on the near the church county line really and they, and they send you to, you go to Dawson, but you go to. She goes to Dawson, but I work oh, in Dawson. So that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
I was wondering how that worked because I know here it's funny we're at the like you you drive by um, there's Bridge Mill which has Freedom Elementary and uh, or Liberty Elementary and Freedom Middle School, and my kids have to go to Teasley, which is farther away. Doesn't make any sense. So I was always curious about Zona, but I guess with the teachers, the parents or teachers, they can just go. That's one of the perks. Yes, mm-hmm. for you, for her, she's like, oh god, there's my mom. <laughs> no, it's actually like so nice up there because I went from like a bigger like school, like I, I went to West and it was just like, it's a huge school. Like I think our graduating class was over like a thousand people. Wow, I think and, 300 if we were lucky. When I oh yeah. And I, and I moved, when I moved to Dawson, that's like, I was one of like the things we were so blown away by when we were like touring is how much smaller it was. But like, I think it's neat. I've been able to do a lot better in such a smaller environment. And I don't yeah. whether that's just friends wise actual like school work wise that's just been so much easier for me well they let you play music in biology oh yeah you know that that helps (laughs) (laughs) but uh no that it's it's nice because like every like and it's also everyone i feel like in that area is really humble for what they have and i think some some areas in like the county like you know you find like people are just kind of more like handed things and everyone in that county they just you kind of have to work for what you have and like that's like my like one of my biggest proudest things is i bought my own truck and i'm I'm very proud of that, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, like, it just makes you so much more grateful mm-hmm. for like what you have and you want to make sure it like, like you're like, no, I, I got that and that's what I want to take care of. So, yeah. but like I said, again, I'm going to congratulate mom and dad for, for raising a good, a good girl. She's got her head on her shirt. I know you're a junior or senior, junior, junior. Okay. We're going into senior year in August. So in August. Now, have you thought about life after high school where you want to go? I have. um, I'm wanting to go to UNG and do their medical program and go into nursing because that's what I really like to do. Because, I mean, I think I jumped jobs so many times. Like, when I was growing up, I'd be like, oh, I want to be a homicide investigator. Oh, yeah. I want to do this. And But, like, I've finally been like, no, I think I want to do nursing. But, like, everything I've always done, I always just kind of want to help people. And so I think I finally figured that out. I was just like, you know, if I can make people smile just one time during the day, I was just like, I'll be happy. Oh, yeah. Kit, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a bull rider. Then I wanted <laughs> to be a stuntman. I said this on in the interview with, with Eclipse or Beyond, a um, wrestler. I think the one job I wanted that might have been a real job was I want to be a psychiatrist at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids, my, my little one in there, my twin Gibson, he, a boy and a girl, he's Gibson. He wants to be a marine archaeologist. And I didn't know what that was. So I put it together. I guess it's studying stuff, older stuff under the water. Mm-hmm. My little girl wanted to be a baker and a vet. I'm like, she said, I can do both. I'm going to be a vet. I'm going to have my own bakery. I said, okay. <laughs> go right ahead. You do it. You, as long as you go to college and get an education, I don't care. You yeah. do whatever you want to do. Well, I think it's crazy that like kids that age now, like they're like, like they, some of them, like your son can like say something like, I don't even know what that is. And I think it's crazy that at that age, they're already like, no, this is like something I want to do. Which I say that at the same time, I was one of the kids that was like, I want to be a homicide investigator because we had like a weird obsession with like the ID channel. Yeah. And so it was it like that is what we would just like watch. And we were like, yeah, let's turn on ID. Well, he watched the movie Twister, want to be a tornado chaser. <laughs> and then I don't know what got him into want to be a marine archaeologist. No, I, could, I hate tornadoes. I could never. <laughs> so, I, I like stuff like I was interested in stuff like that, too. I never thought about being a chaser. I didn't know that they had it was a thing. And then I said, he grew out of that, and then he wanted to be a train conductor. And then I said, my oldest at one time, he wanted to be a hotel manager for the longest time. I'm like, son, you can you can achieve more. <laughs> no, I want to run a hotel, Dad. And then I, I couldn't figure out why, but he used to go to Nashville with me when I'd play, so he'd go to hotels. He always, I guess he always liked the hotels, so he wanted to run a hotel. He said, and you can come stay here for free. 
I'm like, <laughs> well, I would hope so. He said, you might have to just pay a little tip, but not, we're not, nope. you don't have to pay. <laughs> and now he'd make me pay. So now he actually <laughs> works in Warner Robins uh, at the Air Force. He's an hmm. uh, IT guy. He, oh, did, nice. he wanted to do computer, computer programming, video games, but he ended up doing stuff for the Air Force. So I said, you can always do that on the side. <laughs> do you want to play us another song? All right, let's switch this back out. That was a good one. That's the one that I kind of went around last year playing um, with all the different revivals going on. So that was kind of my kickstart. <laughs> kick it reminds me, I mean, I can still hear the Ashley McBride um, 
influence into it mm-hmm. from it. I guess your voice, you just, you, you sing what you sing, you know, because out of me is like, I'm like loud and growly, but I hear a lot of Randy Travis into it as well too. Just to, just this, I guess kind of the storytelling and, and where it goes because he did a lot of that stuff. Um, like an old troubadour, I like that stuff. Yeah. Most of my like songwriting, I try to like paint a picture for people because I think that's always been what I like. Like anytime I heard a song, that's what I loved being able to hear. And I think that's where like where I draw my like influence from is like the old country in the sense that I feel like a lot of them did tell stories. Like, yes. Even like Johnny Cash, she wrote about a boy named Sue and like it just <laughs> like it, it was huge. And like it did it have any really like meaning? No, not really. But like you can just picture like that just going on. And like that's what I love about music is when you can just like watch like the words just play through your head yeah it's a good imagery when you can when, mm-hmm. as a songwriter that's what you want i mean because that's that's kind of what they te- teach you is for me anyway storytelling each each genre is different you know mm-hmm. rock is about more than instrumentation you know and their stories are, are dark but it's like rocking out it doesn't matter country has always been about faith and, and religion and telling stories and it's all rooted into the same stuff i mean yeah now it's maybe different but <laughs> I, I like the older stuff and I wish to bring more of it back. Well, that's what I hate. Like, if you're like, like so many people, I feel like now they're like, oh, I don't like country music. All they sing about is like tractors and drinking. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I was like, because like, I think a lot of what comes out on the radio now isn't country personally. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like you come across like some songs like, yeah, like I, I love hearing some of them and they still can paint that picture. But some of like the stuff, it just all sounds the same to me. And I'm like. Like, I'm like, you're all writing about the same thing. And like, like, I mean, they all have like amazing voices. But like, I think when you hear country music, I think what you think of is you think of those songs that just tell a story, like all the like classics that you're like, like, again, like when I went to that Loretta Lynn concert, there's certain songs like everyone just knows because they're like that song. It just it could make like a crowd just like stop what they're doing. And, like, I think that's a big part of country music that's, like, been kind of forgotten about. Like, it won't, like, I don't think a lot of songs tell a story anymore, but. No, they'll, and I've, this is getting to come up before, but it, you get, like, five writers in a room and they're writing about something. That, they put in a verse and then they put nothing but courses, course, course, mm-hmm. bridge, course, course. And it's just all repetitive, like you said. Yeah. And, yeah, you get, like, three, you get, like, three minutes to tell a story. Sometimes you can go to four, you know, mm-hmm. some of the good stories. The one thing that. Everybody wants something upbeat and happy and dance to. You need those kind of those kind of songs, but you still can tell a story even if it's upbeat. Oh yeah. Because if you go too slow, and as a songwriter, I do the same thing. As a songwriter, if you go too slow, you're going to lose them, mm-hmm. no matter how great the story is. Yeah, that's yeah. always like a joke with my family because I I do have a tendency. I write like a lot of slower songs, and it's easier like, to play, isn't it? That's why I do it. It's yeah. easier to play the guitar. It, it is. <laughs> it is easier to play, but like I also like. Like, my mom's joked with me, and she's just like, you're going to be, like, the next Johnny Cash. She was like, write something, like, upbeat. And, like, I have a friend named Bradley, and Bradley, his name's Bradley Blankenship, and he writes, like, he gives, like, he is an amazing songwriter. And he has, and me and him, we became, like, buddies through something one time, and we just got to talking, and I'll tell you what he did. He, like, DM'd me on Instagram and was just saying, like, he was just like, hey, like, I see you're into music and stuff, and he was just like... I need music and he was like if you ever just need a friend to talk to he was just like you have someone here and I was just like all right cool and we we got to talking and he's just showed me all of his music and he almost like when he songwrites like I hear like inspirations from what I feel is just like Johnny Cash like it's just like his songwriting is a bit like like it can be dark but like he can like paint such a story yeah and it's amazing for someone his age like 
I'll even joke with him. Like he'll, we make jokes. We're like, we're just going to tour together one day. And we're like, and I told him, I was just like, look, I was like, if one of us makes it big, I was just like, I'm borrowing, like, I'm going to ask to use one of your songs. Cause like he can just like, his songs are amazing. And, um, he can, he writes like nobody else I know. Is he, and he goes to, to go to school with you too? Uh, no, he's graduated. He's like 19, but he, um, he, we became friends through a mutual friend okay. actually through that cousin that I like, uh, always was around and they went to school together. Is he from Georgia as well? Mm-hmm. Send him here. I'll be more happy to have him. Oh, get well him. he, um, but it's amazing. And he like, we even joke with him because like he has just such like a deep, like, monotone voice yeah. and like it, he just fits like that like get, like picture of like i'm like i can see you like touring one day and being like just like the next johnny cash kind of thing yep. but it's like amazing his songs he writes okay but yeah and when you say she's gonna be like johnny cash it's not really an insult <laughs> <laughs> no. no but like i mean and he sings too if you like, say she could be like justin bieber that may make her move <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, he, and he sings too. He plays some guitar, but like his songs are just like, like you can just like, he, again, it's all about imagery. And like, I can yes. just like, every time he sings a song, like, and we'll be honest with each other. Anytime he like sends me a song, like I, like, I like all his songs, but like, if he has one that just, I'm like, wow, I'll tell him, I'll be like, that's yours. And like, he even, one time he posted something and was just like, oh, like send me a thing and I'll like write a song for you. And he wrote this song for me all about like a guitar and it just, it was amazing. And he had told me, he was just like, you can have it. He was like, I give you permission to copyright and everything. And I finally got to a point, I like, I texted him back cause I had been thinking on it. And I told him, I was just like, if you're, if we're going to copyright it, I was like, I want it to be under your name because I was just like, I love that song. And I was like, you need to be proud of that song. Cause I was yeah. just like, that's amazing. And he, and he was like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, yeah. Like, I was just like, that is a great song. I was just like, I was like, I don't feel right. Like me being able to like take it. And I was just like, now maybe one day I was like, if we make it on the road, I was just like, I'll sing it for you if you want. But I was just like, up till then, I was like, I want you to have it because I was just like, that's a great song. So. Yeah. Like I said, and that goes again, the community of people, mm -hmm. you know, that most, most songwriters are very open and very generous in helping you now they won't always give you their stuff you know that's that was really nice but they will sit down and help help you write now and i've learned this when you if you go like to nashville and you try to get a professional songwriter you got to pay for it <laughs> he's just laying on the line I'm, I'm sitting here i'm looking at it i'm like i know he's going to pull this down and my computer's going to come crash it it's like oh and then nothing's going to save because usually I, I put them up in the rooms, but they seem to be okay with you guys. So for those that don't know, my, my I have two big old dogs, a Black Lab, a Bella, and then I got a Boxer Shepherd Pitbull mix named Buddy, who's just a 100-pound baby. <laughs> but this 100-pound baby is laying on all my wires, and he's decided to move. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I saw my box move, and I was like, uh-oh, I had to stop it. So, all right, Buddy, you become internet famous. Don't you dare, don't you dare move. <laughs> Uh, I forgot where we were at. <laughs> um, <laughs> your, your friend, we were talking about your, yeah, your friend. But he, he, I mean, he can write like nobody's business. And I've told him that too. I was just like, cause he'll always be like, we're going to tour together one day. I was like, you know what? I was like, if I'm not going anywhere, I was like, I know you are with the songwriting. Cause I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. And that's what we all, what I was going to say too, is he was talking about the country, about that all sounds the same. It all sounds the same because the majority in Nashville, they use just like a few songwriters and they're all on the same song. And that's mm -hmm. why you're hearing them sound the same because you, that these writers 
when they get somebody in, like uh, Luke Combs now, he's kind of he's breaking a little bit of walls, bringing some of it back. But you had like Florida Georgia Line, you had um, who's some of the other Luke Bryan. They all had the same kind of sound, and it's just the next publisher, the next um, record company trying to find mm-hmm. that. So instead of looking for something new, they're looking at oh, well this guy was was hit. We got we need to get somebody like him, and they just keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And like Miranda Lambert, I love Miranda Lambert. Oh, yeah. I don't think she gets enough credit for what she does. Oh, no, she not is at all. a a great storyteller. She's a awesome performer. She should be out there more so than most of the other guys. You oh know? yeah. But then they get these other girls who sing and like Taylor Swift for her credit is a great songwriter, a great marketer. She kind of left country behind mm-hmm. and now I'm sure now she kind of wishes she didn't. But they took these young girls that had no experience playing and then just put them out in front of it and then just promoted the hell out of them trying to get them to to go bigger and bigger and bigger and they didn't progress anything and so you're not getting like the top female like yeah. you had with Reba and you had with KT and you had with Patty Loveless and Susie Boggess and uh, Pam Tillis all these from the 90s and they wonder well why are not the, the females showing because they didn't let them they didn't want to learn they didn't let them yeah. come great Ashton McBride she should be up there playing you should you should see her on the radio every day well, that's like I think there's a lot of like artists that just don't get the credit that they like mm-hmm. deserve. Like even like Chris Stapleton, I think he gets like he gets a good bit of credit, but like I think he deserves more credit than he gets too because like oh, yeah. I think he he's great at painting a picture. And like you said, Miranda Lambert, like she's also one of the people like I grew up listening to, and I loved her. And I feel so old when you say that. Oh. <laughs> but like I grew up like listening to her and like Carrie Underwood, and I think like some of the women in like country music aren't getting like all the recognition they deserve mm-hmm. because I think people like people are enjoying hearing like some of those songs that sound the same, but like I appreciate the artists that are like putting out new things, new things that are different. And like the ones that like just take you back to like the music, like Conway yeah. put out, like Johnny oh, put out. I loved Conway. I, I, there's a song he did called that's my job. Every time I hear it, it makes me, it, it just, I, I just start bawling like a baby. And I ain't got, I have any problem telling people, yes, I, I'll cry like a big old baby when I hear that song. <laughs> um, but you're, you're right. I mean, it's, they're not letting them paint the pictures anymore. Yeah, they're not yeah. trying, they're, they're putting so much overdrive and it all about production and it loses its value. So now it goes from telling a story like country music should to the music like rock and roll does. And the story not so much matters. It's just about, mm-hmm what they hear i think part of it too is like i feel like some people in their writing like i think back then like no one cared like about hurting anyone's feelings either like i think i read somewhere like dolly actually wrote like jolene about like an actual like thing Mm -hmm. that happened and i know loretta wrote a lot about like actual stories with her husband and stuff and i think it's like amazing how like those like they were not afraid they were like you know what no we're gonna put that out there and like i mean i don't think people are as willing to like do that now and just be like hey like here's the bottom line and how it goes um but i and i think like even like those songs and stuff though like i love songs that like like jolene Mm -hmm. i love that whole song because she's just kind of (coughs) like calling them out and like even like i think loretta did a great job with that and like listening to her stuff and like because i didn't understand much about how loretta was raised until i watched like coal miner's daughter yeah because i think it was like a great portrayal of her life but um sissy's basically yeah oh she did amazing but i think it's like so neat to see where she came from and how she like took her life experiences into and made them into her music 
My box moved. Sorry. <laughs> yes. But like, I, I'd love to sing one of her songs for you. But. Yeah, absolutely. I don't mind. Any, I said anything you do, you can sing anything you want to. Mm-hmm. Let him quit shaking. My dog has some kind of uh, rash. He got allergic reaction to something. So we we thought at first it was fleas. I was like, I own a pest control company, so I'm killing it. I just I know he doesn't have fleas. And then the doctor, he got like a, a big lump on his leg. And so the doctor took it. He's like, oh, he's just got, he's allergic to something. So he's over there making all kinds of things. He said like he's knocking on the door. You can see him <laughs> sitting there on the floor. And go, doo, doo, doo. And I was like, who is knocking on my door? So you want to do a Loretta song? Yeah. Okay, what song do you want to do Loretta Lynn? Uh, you ain't woman enough to take Oh, you want to do your favorite Loretta Lynn song? Yeah. All right, hang on one second. Let me switch this here. You've come to tell me something You say I ought to know That he don't love me anymore I'll have to let him go You say you're gonna take him Oh, but I don't think you can Cause you ain't woman enough to take my man Women like you, they're a dime a dozen You can buy them anywhere For you to get to him, I'd have to move over And I'm gonna stand right here It'll be over my dead body so get out while you can Cause you ain't woman enough to take my man Sometimes a man's caught looking At things that he don't need He took a second look at you But he's in love with me Well, I don't know where that leaves you Oh, but I know where I stand Cause you ain't woman enough to take my man Women like you, every time a dozen You can buy them anywhere For you to get to him I'd have to move over and I'm gonna stand right here So get out while you can Cause you ain't woman enough to take my man No, you ain't woman enough to take my man I liked that. That was good. <laughs> you. You know Jeannie C. Riley is? I don't. You know who she is. Uh, you got like an older style like that too. I can kind of hear that as well. It keeps coming up because I, I don't know. We talked to one of the guy and I was thinking like, oh, I'm, you need to play some Harper Valley PTA. That actually, that's like one of the songs. That's Jeannie um, Riley. Yeah. Well, like I, I know the songs. I'm so bad with names, but like my mom, she's always told me she's like, like because we do we do a Saturday night country gold kind of thing. Okay. With our church. And for a while, most of them are lip syncing because, like, some of the people of our church can't carry a tune in a bucket. But um, <laughs> they, um, that like, my mom was just like, "Well, maybe like you should actually sing at it." And I was like, "Okay, I'm fine with that. What do you want? What do you want me to sing?" And she was like, 
well, like, do you know Harbor Valley PTA? And I was like, yeah, I know that song. She was like, maybe you should do that one. And she like, like, she's always told me that she thinks like she can hear me singing that song and she thinks I do a good job on it. Yes. But, um, she hears me doing that one. And then we ended up, she was like, you know what? Like, let's just do Loretta. Cause the person that was supposed to be Loretta canceled on us. So, but, um, uh, sorry, I have to do that one, but no, I I love Harper Valley PTA. You need to bring out some of the '80s and '70s, like Brenda Lee and some Gene C. <laughs> Riley, and play that stuff because the kids your age, I guarantee you, they don't know who any of that music. Oh yeah, no, I had like a whole conversation with um, one of the people in my guitar class, and we were just kind of fooling around and playing some like different songs, and um, somehow like "Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys" got brought up, and he was like, "Huh?" Oh, and I was Lord. like. No, and oh, it gets worse. And then I was like, I was like, Willie Nelson. And he was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And so me and this one guy, we keep going back and forth, like shouting different names. Like, we're just like, George Jones. No, don't know him. Willie, no, no, don't know him. And like, like in any, like any big name you can think of, he didn't know. And then like, you mentioned like, like that song, like Kicking Up Mud by like Blacks or something. He was like, I know that song. And I, and we were like, that's not country. We were just like, that is not country. And he was like, oh, well. And I was like, but you ain't even heard of him. And so we played him like one of the songs and he was just like, oh yeah, I've heard my dad listen to that. And I was like, I was like, like the fact that he didn't know, I was just like, dude, we can't be friends anymore. I was like, <laughs> I was like, these are legends that you're just like, who's that? Yeah. <sighs> country music. And even when I was growing up, people didn't want to listen. It wasn't cool to listen to country, but it's the, it's funny as you get older you get to the stories and it means more to you so but i listened to everything when i was a kid from because uh, my mom made me listen to the 50s so i was in the supremes and the beach boys and then it got in the 60s we're listening to animals and the zombies and then we got into the country stuff which she hated but i love like the george <laughs> jones the george Strait, alan jackson doug stone i mean i just love that kind of music mm -hmm. you know but then i'd also get in the rock the first thing I remember hearing on the radio was the Eagles heartbreak um not heartbreak was it heartache tonight so that was the first song I remember hearing and then I got dug into the Eagles and I love the Eagles bad company ZZ Top I mean I listen to oh, anything yeah. I love to draw that kind of music and take the stories and get inspiration just from from those, those oh things. yeah which like I like I've started like because before I got into music like you know I was like country 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 mm -hmm. and but like even like growing up I mean like I heard like different things like because my uncle's really into like he's into like more rock and stuff so I heard that like growing up and he'd be like you need to listen to this song and you know you see like like I think like I started off so narrow-minded in like my music and what I wanted to listen to sing anything and then like as I've gotten older like I'm like okay like no that's actually not that bad and like I think part of it is like like as you grow up like you hear like you go through things and then like all of a sudden like the music that you heard at one time that you were just kind of like what are they talking about like yeah. you feel that on a, like a whole different level and you're like no like I understand what they're talking about now in that song and so I think that just it makes like the music just speak a whole different way oh, yeah. because I, you start listening to the lyrics more than the music itself. And that's country. Mm -hmm. It's always been country. And everybody's like, oh, it's about, it's about the dogs and your mom leaving and getting yeah. in my trains. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> that's a whole, that's one song. That's, that's one song you're talking about there. Which, like, that's, like, everyone, like, made fun of, like, Jason Aldean with, like, the, like, uh, she thinks my tractor's sexy or, like, big green tractor. Mm -hmm. Like, whether, like, 
any of those. Like, they'd be like, oh, all it's about is tractors. And I'm like, no, you've heard Kenny Chesney. And I'm like, you've heard Jason Aldean. I was like, those are yeah. probably like two of the only songs that are based around a tractor. And I was just like, you got to like listen to it and like take and in the George Jones words. has one too. Maybe yeah. no, Vince Gill has one because you talk about George Jones. You know, you know the story of George Jones and his tractor? I think so. Yeah. And the, and his wife took the key, so he took the tractor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh wait. Yeah. No. My like my grandpa has a joke. He was like he always told me growing up, and I think that's where he partially gets it from. He was just like he was like even without a driver's license, he was like you can drive a lawnmower or a tractor down the road, and I was just like I was like I don't know if that's a good idea. No, it's you can do that, and I was just like okay. I was yep. just like we'll do. Most people my age, their first car was a tractor. So. <laughs> Well, that's just a good interview. I had a good time. Oh, I did you, too. You, when you got here, you were so scared and nervous, and now you're like, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's great. I'm glad you had a good time. Once you get me talking, I don't shut up. That's, so. <laughs> and I like that interview, because sometimes you get people in here, and they're nervous, and they feel like they don't know how to talk, and I'm like, well, we'll just talk about your music. We'll talk about whatever you want to, mm-hmm. you know, and then once they get going, they're fine. Yeah. So, but give everybody uh, who doesn't know who you are, tell them where they can find you. If they, I know you're working on your music right now, but do you have any videos, anything like that? Tell um, them all about it. Right now, I'm trying to get my music on other platforms, but right now I do have a Facebook page, Lydia Watson Music. And um, on there, you can find a bunch of different covers. I do. I think I have some of my originals posted on there. So if you want to go and listen to any of those, I'd love that and give it a like on that page. And then as soon as any new music and platforms come out, we'll let them know through that page. Okay. So if y'all go there, that'd be fantastic. Nice. And do you have any like YouTube videos or anything like that? Or is it all uh, Not face? yet, but okay. we're in the workings of that. So okay. hopefully that'll come along soon. I, I took me forever to figure out how to make a YouTube channel because I made the original with my name and then when I tried to make a band, somehow I, I got lucked into it and I don't know how I did it, so I couldn't figure <laughs> out how to do it again. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just use it then. <laughs> so If you've ever heard, I always ask everybody this question, so I'm going to ask you two. Uh, I ask you two questions. Guys, one you may not be able to answer because you're still young, but um, playing out of gigs, tell me a funny story that has happened well, your I mom's think, already over here smiling. If you don't have one, so, I'm sure she does. Um, we were we were at the Moonshine Festival. This is probably like one of the like things. Like we had joked the whole time because like it was like probably like my first like actual kind of big thing. Mm-hmm. Or like I had my guitar case propped up and I was like, you know, tips available, whatever. Well, my dad had joked with me like the whole time because I was playing uh, Travis Tritt, Here's a Quarter. And he was just like, everyone's going to throw quarters at you. Oh, like they do Travis. Yeah. He was just like, everyone's going to throw quarters at you. Well, I'm up there. Like I start playing that song. You know, I'm I'm, like thinking about that, but I'm like, whatever. And up he was, he came up to me and acted like he's going to chuck this quarter at me. And I'm just like, okay. And he just (laughs) drops in the case. And so like that was, that like always cracked me up just because I'm like, like everyone else, you know, they're dropping in like ones, fives. Mm -hmm. And I'm appreciating a lot. And my dad comes up and I'm like, my biggest supporter dropped in a quarter. I yeah. was like, yep, thank you. He won't play that song out anymore because people started chucking quarters <laughs> at him. No, so like my dad was just like, you might want to be careful doing that one. And I was just like, and so when he came up with a quarter, I was just like, don't start something, please. Hey, I take quarters because they spend too. So, oh, yeah. And people will get rid of them quicker. They thought it's a whole bunch of quarters where you know it. They're giving you $5 oh, for tips yeah. and quarters or whatever. Quarters, oh, yeah. quarters spend too. All right. Uh, tell everybody a hidden talent. A hidden talent. Yeah, that they don't know. So your friends and family and. Your family probably know it, but if not, any hidden, any talent. It's weird, but um, they so, mostly are. <laughs> so, 
So like something we joke is they call me, they say I have monkey toes because I can like pick things up with my feet. Okay. And so like one time I like, I went through my whole room and like just picked everything up off the floor with my feet. Cause I was just like, all right, like, like, like make it easier. So I'm not having to bend down. And like one of my friends like walked in and she was like, what are you doing? And I was just like, I'm just cleaning my room. <laughs> and she was like, but every day, like she's like, she's always told me, she was just like, I hope you know. She was like that day I walked in on you doing that. She was like, was about the weirdest thing I've seen you do. She was like, you're just over here grabbing things with your feet. And I was like, yeah, well, I was like, it worked. And then she was like, to each their own. She was like, right. you do. You. Oh, here's your toothbrush, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But it was like one time, well, like I've done that to like freak her out one time. One time I was like, she was like, Lydia, will you hand me that? And I went, yeah. And I grabbed it and she was like, put it down. She was like, I'll get it uh, myself. I, was I, like, I hate feet. I hate feet. I could, it would freak me out if somebody was to put their feet, even would put their feet on me. It, but I was like, here, rub my feet. I'm like, no, you're on your own. I said, you're going to have to find you a, uh, what they call it, whatever they call a male mistress to rub your feet because I ain't doing it. <laughs> but no, that's probably, that's probably the weirdest talent I have. <laughs> well, that may be something that people know about you. Tell them somebody they may not know about you then. Um, what did you say? Let's see. Hmm? Oh, I have like a weird obsession with Crocs. Oh my Lord. Like, so we were on the way to this, like, we were on the way here, and I, I had joked with my mom before we left, and I was just like, I'm just going to wear my Crocs as a conversation starter. and To hear? Yeah. If and you so, listen to one of my podcasts, you would know that would not be a good idea. <laughs> I hate Crocs. Well, it was like a whole big joke of like, I'm going to wear my Crocs there. And I, I mean, I had a nice pair of shoes sitting out, and I was like, yeah, no, like, I'll wear those, like, it's fine. Well, we, like, we start here, and we're, like, halfway here. I look down at my feet, and I'm like, oh <laughs> and my mom's like what and i was just like i forgot to take the crocs off so i but i have like four or five pairs of crocs at home uh -huh. and like about every holiday occasion that comes around like oh what do you want for your birthday crocs what do you want for christmas crocs oh <laughs> i love crocs i hate crocs i hate them i hate them the, <laughs> the gibbets like i collect the gibbets and so i'll just was put, it is that the stuff that like the little yeah the little, like, little charms okay. you put on the top of them okay love those See, Crocs are not shoes. Okay, I'm going to go in the soapbox. You may, you may have heard this podcast. Your mom must have heard it because Crocs are not shoes. Flip-flops are shoes. All right? Crocs are rubber that they just cut so you can stick your feet inside of. My wife wears her Crocs everywhere we go. It drives me crazy. We'll go to dinner, I'm, and she wears her Crocs. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I can't, I can't be seen when you walk, walk with these big pink Crocs in the middle of Olive Garden. I said, come on. They don't have to be pink Crocs. You can get a fancy Croc. They make wedding Crocs now. Oh, my God. I've told my mom I'm going to get married in my wedding Crocs. Oh, my Lord. No. I've even asked to wear Crocs to prom. Now, oh. that one I got shot down on. That one I have been shot down on. Oh. But we're going to work. We're going to get there. Crocs are horrible. Maybe not junior prom, but <laughs> senior horrible. prom, you can expect to see the Crocs. Crocs, to me, are like those uh, flip-flops with a little... Uh, bracket that goes in between your toe oh. that drives me crazy like rubber bracket yeah to me that's basically one big rubber bracket around your foot it yeah just... but it's not gonna like rub a blister like oh it rubber. does it does <laughs> no. see I'm, a, I'm allergic to rubber to begin with so any latex uh... i get it will mess with me but i said i wear but i wear socks with my with my flip-flops too so i don't care but crocs I, I i can't stand i don't like the way they they feel i don't like the way they sound when you're walking on them they Love just crocs. they just it, it's I wish they never invented. Now I'm I've, probably going to get a call from Crocs. Want to be a sponsor, and I'm gonna say, okay, I like, I love Crocs. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I love, love, love Crocs. Oh, uh, 
Like one day I came home, like it was like Black Friday, never been Black Friday shopping, nothing. But one of my friends was like, come with me. And like my mom, I got home and she was like, do you buy anything? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, what'd you buy? I bought my pink fuzzy Crocs. See, and pink. she was just like, I expected this. And I was like, yeah. My little girl to aggravate me one year, um, I think it was last year, maybe this year, bought herself a bikini with Crocs. Two things I didn't want my little girl in, a bikini and Crocs. <laughs> and I'm like, you get, I said, no, you got to get rid of all of that. No, if you're not crocking it, you're not rocking it. Oh, that, that's a crock of shit. That's what I'm going to say right there. <laughs> no. Well, I had a good time with I you. I did too. Thanks for having me. No problem. Minus the crocs where everything was good. <laughs> so tell everybody one more time where they can find you at so they know uh, where to You look. can find me on Lydia Watson Music on Facebook and all updates will be on there. So go like my page and thank you in advance. Not a problem. And I, what I'm going to do is when this goes out, I'm going to let you know ahead of time. So if you got like a picture or bio, you'll me stick with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me know and we'll put it on all as right. well. So okay. everybody that was Lydia Watson and this was the Georgia Songbirds. And we were not brought to you by Crocs. <laughs>